What is going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Positive Masculinity Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Rybell, and I'm here to discuss all things becoming a high-value man. Every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday, I release a brand new episode discussing everything ranging from motivation, discipline, mindset, and fitness through to relationships, communication, self-confidence, and brotherhood. Masculinity is a super powerful force that has been misrepresented represented and misconstrued in today's society and so it is my mission to bring awareness back to what masculinity truly is and create a society full of strong powerful and valuable men now lads i have very recently launched an incredibly high value free program which is designed to help you build unbreakable discipline by getting to know yourself on a deeper level and creating a compelling future and so if you do want to get free access to this all you have to do is go to www.thepositivemasculinityproject.com I will put the link in the show description, but without further ado, let's dive into today's episode on the Positive Masculinity Podcast. What is going on, gang? Happy Wednesday. I've got a really special episode for you guys today. Yesterday, I turned 23. I'm a big grown-up now, and so I'm going to share 23 lessons that I've learned in 23 years. Most of these have been learned in the last three or four years. I didn't learn that much about life when I was two or three. But all jokes aside, these are really valuable lessons and there's a lot to take out of them. So I'm going to jump straight into them. Starting with number one, this lesson and the next one as well are two lessons I've learned earlier this year. Incredibly important things to learn. Number one is do not date until you're ready. Okay. Now say this for a number of reasons. Number one, you're going to have regrets which are going to lead to resentment. If you enter into a relationship, like a long-term relationship, before you're actually ready, before you've lived out your youth, your 20s or whatever that looks like, whether that be traveling, whether that be dating around, whether that be sport, whether it be going to events that you want to go to, it doesn't matter. If you feel like you haven't lived out your youth or there's stuff left on the table and you enter into a relationship, you're going to have regrets, which is going to lead to resentment and that's going to cause a lot of problems. Not only that, but if you haven't worked through all your shit, your personal stuff, the dark sides of you before you enter into a relationship, those sides are going to show up really, really intensely and cause a lot of problems. They're going to make you feel really shit about yourself. Again, this is just what I've learned this year being in a relationship earlier on in the year. Number two, and this ties into number one, you have to be super, super selective about who you do date. Okay, so I've actually gone to the point and I've told a couple of mates about this, but I've created a Google document with super specific criteria and non-negotiables that essentially have to be ticked off by, you know, my next partner, the girl that I end up marrying or, or whatever, spending my life with. Now, I say to create a Google document because it's super easy to just give in to, you know, lust in the moment. And you meet someone, you think they're so amazing, and you're getting on like a house on fire. It's really easy to not even just look past some of their red flags, but not even notice them. And so, if you've got really, really clear criteria written out on paper, you can go back to that and say, when I was clear-minded, I said these things are important, therefore, they're still important to me and I can't look past them. So, that's been really helpful for me. I, I continuously add to that. And so, as I progress through life and I learn more about myself and more about women in general, I just add to that document. And so, I've got a really clear idea of who I want to end up with. And so, when I meet that person, it's going to be super obvious to me. Now... Not only that, this can be really controversial, I'm sure it will be, but I actually encourage, 
young guys to date around as much as they can. Now, I say this because if you only date a couple of girls, you have no idea what is actually out there and you don't really have a good idea of what's going to be best suited to you, right? It's just like food and I'm not comparing women to food, but if you think about it from a very subjective standpoint, if you only eat one food for your entire life, how do you know that you don't like pizza, that you don't like watermelon, that you don't like burgers, if all you've eaten your entire life is chicken breast? And so, again, I'm not comparing women to food, but if you only ever date one or two girls, how do you know that you don't need someone who's you know, more submissive or someone who's more feminine or someone who's more funny or someone who's more out there? You don't know because you haven't experienced it. And so, by going on plenty of dates and meeting different girls, you get an idea of what you click with, what you don't, what lines up with your personality, what satisfies different parts of you. And so, when you do meet the right person, you're going to know exactly what that person's going to be like. And therefore, it's going to be a lot easier to say, yeah, I want to finish up with her. I want to, you know, stop exploring my options and she's the right one for me. That's my perspective. Going to be controversial. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Number three, take risks and back yourself in. Here's the thing. You might fail 99 times out of 100. You could win 99 times out of 100. But the matter of the fact is, if you don't take that risk, you're guaranteed to fail 100% of the time. And when I talk about risks, I don't mean riding a motorbike at 200 k's an hour without a helmet and doing wheelies down the freeway. That's obviously stupid. Fun, but stupid. When I say risks, I mean, you have the idea to move to a new country, you have the idea to start that business, you have the idea to move out with fuck all money and you put everything on the line for something that inspires you, that could pay off. It could not pay off. But either way, you're going to win because you either learn a lesson or you get the outcome that you want. And so hypothetically, I'm just going to use myself as an example, moved to Thailand, took that risk, massive risk, came with fuck all money, didn't really know what the motive was behind the trip. I mean, I had a good idea, but I didn't know what I was going to find. I learned a lot about myself. I've decided I'm coming back to Australia. And so a lot of people might think, oh, well, it didn't pay off. You didn't get what you wanted. You're not staying over there. But to me, I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about what I want to do, where I want to take you know, my business, where I want to take my training, what I want to do in the next two years. And not only have I learned a lot about myself, but I've gotten clarity. And so to me, that risk paid off monumentally. Number four, growth is never linear and you're never going to get there, right? We always have this idea in our head that once we get to this certain point, that'll be the pinnacle. We'll be living our life and we can just take the foot off the gas and enjoy it. No, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't be further from the truth. You're never going to get there, okay? Life, it's a constant journey and you have to accept the fact that you're always going to feel like you're not improving because self-improvement, whether it be, you know, mentally, spiritually, physically, you know, fitness, it's so slow and so gradual that often you don't even notice it. But if you looked back to two years ago, you're like, yeah, shit, I've come a long way, but you don't notice that day to day. And so in turn, you often feel like you're not really improving. So what you need to do, just zoom out. Like I just said, look back to two years ago, zoom out, look at the bigger picture, and you'll see how far you've actually come. But the key point there is growth is never linear. It's always up and down. You take three steps forward. You might take two back, one forward, five back, 10 forward. It's this constant up and down. And so the key thing that I've learned is not to get too attached 
to that outcome of growth. You want to really, I know it's cliche, but you need to fall in love with that journey because you're going to have days where you feel like you've taken 10 steps back. And to be fair, I've been chatting to a few mates lately and I'm currently at that point where I've slipped up on a few things, discipline's been lacking here and there. And I feel like, you know, I'm a few steps back to where I was a month ago. However, you zoom out and you look at that trend and it's like a graph and it's like this massive spike up, a little bit down, a little bit up, massive spike down, massive spike back up. And it's never, ever linear. It's always up and down, back and forwards, left and right, fucking in and out, all the above. And so once you can understand that and you can take the emotion out of it, life just becomes a lot more of a a peaceful journey. Number five, short and sweet. Don't negotiate with yourself. Don't skip that thing you're thinking about skipping. The downfall is always going to happen faster than you can blink. You skip the gym, you sleep in, you eat that shit food and before you know it, you put on 10 kilos, you're in shocking shape and you lost all your discipline and you're back to square one. It takes so long to build something solid, takes so much momentum and consistency and patience, but you can get rid of it overnight. So don't skip that workout. Don't sleep in, don't negotiate with yourself because it takes a lot longer to build that back up than it does to destroy it. Okay, so do not self-negotiate. Number six, never ever look for someone doing less than you in order to justify why you've done enough. Okay, I'm going to repeat that. Never look for someone doing less than you to justify why you've done enough. Because as soon as you do that, you've lost. And I used to do this all the time. I see a lot of people doing it. You might think, fuck, I'm going to go for a 10K run today. And it comes to the point where you're about to go for the run and you're tired. And so you think, shit, do I really need to do this? And then you think about that mate who's fat, drinks every weekend, eats poorly, doesn't take care of themselves. And you think fuck, I'm doing pretty well for myself. I'm only going to go for a 5K run. And as soon as you start thinking like that, you've lost because you're not comparing yourself to you. You're not trying to beat yourself. You're not trying to level up yourself. All you're doing is trying to find someone to justify why you're okay how you are, why you don't need to put in any extra effort and therefore you've lost because the game you're playing, it's against yourself. Like life is just constantly about trying to, achieve your potential it's not about trying to beat anyone else do better than anyone else try and compare yourself to anyone else because we all have different capabilities we all have different goals and as soon as we start looking at other people we forget what we're actually capable of so the biggest lesson honestly this is one of the biggest lessons that i've learned is never ever look for someone doing less than you to justify why you've done enough because the matter of the fact is you can always find someone doing less than you Even if you sit in bed and eat ice cream all day and you leave the house for an hour, you can probably find someone doing less than that, someone who never leaves the house. And so if you compare yourself to them, you're doing pretty well. So never compare yourself to anyone doing less than you. Number seven, this is something that's more recent for me, but always try to only learn a lesson once and learn it fast. If you're someone who has to constantly go through the same bad experiences to learn the same lesson over and over because it doesn't sink in, that's going to cause you a lot of issues. You're going to move through life really slowly and you're going to constantly feel like, you know, shit's not getting better. You're going to constantly feel like you're not growing and that's because you're not. The thing that I'm finding really helpful for this and I'm only implementing this in real time, like I'm doing this actively. You want to write down lessons as you learn them, slow down, really reflect on them and keep them somewhere safe that you can go back and look at. So for example, 
you know, if you move to a new country, I'm just using that as an example because that's what I've done, and you realize, hey, this was something that worked well for me, this is something that I learned about myself that I need to tweak in the future, you want to write that down, you want to sit with that and reflect with that so it really, really sinks in, as opposed to just going, cool, I learned that, move on. Because more than likely, you're then going to be faced with the same challenge and you're going to go, shit, deja vu, I've learned this before. But if you didn't change your behavior or change your future behavior based off of what you learned, you didn't really learn it. And so the key to move through life efficiently is to learn lessons once, learn them quickly and learn them properly. Number eight, trust your gut and listen to your intuition. Seriously, this is something that if I embodied earlier, it would have saved me a lot of hassle. But more than often, your intuition, your gut, it's bang on. And I've found over time that the more you listen to it, the more you get in line with who you actually are and what you want to do and the direction you want to go in, the more that you ignore it, the more disconnected you come from yourself. Right? I'm just going to use an example from my life again because it makes sense. Right? I've spoken to a few mates about this too, but throughout my last relationship, pretty much within three or four months, I had this gut feeling that I didn't really want to be in it anymore, but I suppressed that. I put it aside. I was like, no, shut the fuck up. That's just, you know, my problem's talking. I'm trying to run away. Awesome. I wanted to try and work through it and be loyal. That feeling stayed for the next year and a bit. And if I had have just trusted my gut and listened to my intuition, I would have jumped ship a lot earlier and I would have been able to gain clarity on the direction I wanted to take my life. But what I found was that at the end of that relationship, because I suppressed my intuition and my gut feelings for so long, I felt really, really disconnected from myself. And that caused me a lot of problems, particularly with my identity and the direction I wanted to go in with my life. And so you want to make sure that if you have gut feelings, if you have intuition, sit with it, try and process it, take the emotion out of it, look at it objectively and work out, okay, do I need to take this action or not? What's going to happen for the rest of my life or what's my future going to look like if I suppress this and don't take action on it. Number nine, cliche I know, but I'm ripping it out anyway. Focus on the process of becoming the best, not the outcome. And I'm gonna tie this directly to money because this is something I've been thinking about a lot lately. And I don't talk about this a lot. I don't know why, it's just never really come up, but I'm gonna talk about it now. Everyone, maybe not everyone, but most people would love to be rich. Most people would love to have a lot of money, me included. That's a big part of why I've gone down the entrepreneurial road. Obviously, the business I've chosen is because I want to help people, but I chose to get into business to make money, to live life on my own terms. So don't get me wrong. I want to be rich. I want to make millions of dollars, and I know I will at some point, whenever that is. The fact is, though, if you're focusing on the outcome, in this case, money, you're going to become hyper fixated on that, and you're going to try and rush there. You're going to try and get there as quickly as you can. You're going to try and cheat. If you can focus on the process of becoming the best at whatever you're doing, you forget about the outcome. You do the things that are going to get you to the outcome quicker because if you become better, you're more likely to make more money. But the reality is as soon as you start focusing on that finish line, whatever it is, whether it's money, whether it's, you know, losing a certain amount of weight, putting on muscle, you forget about the things that you actually need to do to get there and you start wondering, why am I not there? Why am I not there? Why is it taking so long? How can I speed it up? And that's where you start to, you get overwhelmed, you lose sight of what you need to be doing, and it's it's just catastrophic. It's the worst way to go about chasing goals. So it's cliche, but focus on the process of becoming the best. If you can fall in love with doing all the things that are going to make you better, 
you will get the outcome that you want, guaranteed. Number 10, this is something that I've found to be true, but life automatically gets harder as you get older. It's given, okay? But if you develop your character, if you develop your competence, you become more capable and therefore life gets easier. It really is, really is just like GTA. Life is like a video game. As you go through the different levels of the video game, in life you get older, right? So we compare the two, levels and age. It gets harder. So level one's a lot easier than level 50. Level 50's a lot easier than level 100. Same with age. It's a lot easier being a six-year-old because you have no bills, you don't have a house to worry about, you don't have relationships and all this bullshit and partying and alcohol and drugs and you don't have mortgages and all this bullshit that adults deal with. But then once you hit 20, you got bills, right? You got to work out what your career is going to be. You got to work out what sports you want to play or when you want to give this up or what girl to chase and all this bullshit. Cool. Well, guess what? When you're 50, I'm not 50, but I'd imagine it'd be even harder because you got mortgages and you suck at health problems and your body's deteriorating and all this bullshit. So as you get older, life gets harder because you're thrown with more challenges. Same with the video game. As you go through levels, it gets harder. Whereas in the video game, if you level up your character, so you max out all your stats, you become stronger, you become fitter, you become more charismatic, more confident, make more money, all that stuff, the harder levels become fucking heaps easier. Same goes for life. As life gets harder, if you can level up at a faster rate than life's difficulty increases at, then it's going to become easier. It's, it's a given. And that's a super simple way of looking at life. If you can level up faster than you move through life, life will become easier. Because if you're leveling up at, you know, a 10 times multiplier, but life's getting more difficult at a five times multiplier, by extension, life's going to become easier for you. And it sounds like such a silly comparison to make, but if you stop, you think about it, it makes complete sense. It really does. And if you can start to look at life as a video game and look at yourself as the character and you level up all of your stats to decrease the difficulty of that game, life becomes easier, it becomes more enjoyable and you become a fucking machine. So let's level up all of your stats. Number 11, you need connection with other people and you need sleep. So all these gurus and entrepreneurs and blah, 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 preaching that, you know, you can work 20 hour days and you can train at the gym and work out and you've just got so much testosterone as a young dude, you're invincible. Guess what? It's bullshit. You need sleep and you can't isolate yourself from people. These are two things that we need biologically and evolutionarily. We need eight hours of sleep, at least. At the moment, I'm really trying to fine-tune my sleep and opt for between eight and nine hours because I know that my mood and my energy and my performance and productivity, they all increase when I'm more rested. And same with isolation. We're social creatures. If you're isolating yourself and just sitting in your room and working on your laptop for 10 hours a day and you're not talking to anyone, you're going to feel like shit. Even if you don't notice it, you're going to numb yourself to the world. You need connection. You need sleep. Super simple. Number 12, short and sharp. Have fun, but make sure you earn it. Life is there to be enjoyed, but not in a cheap manner. Don't just go out and do fun shit because you feel like doing it whenever you want. Right? You really want to earn it. Okay. Make sure that you do hard things, you do important things, you do valuable things, you do meaningful things that are going to move you closer to where you want to be, move you closer to your goals and improve you as a person. But have fun. Go out and do fun shit. Enjoy your life. 
because it's there to be enjoyed. Enjoy the little things too. Number 13, trial and error is key. Don't ask other people for magical answers. Don't ask other people for the secrets. Don't jump on YouTube and search what's the secret to making a million dollars or what's the magical answer to finding unlimited happiness. Guess what? There's no magical answer. There's no magical secret. Shock horror, I know. But here's the thing. Everyone shares their answers. Everyone shares what works for them. You know, the guy who made a million dollars making tin sheds is going to say the secret to getting rich is making tin sheds. Yeah? The guy who made a million dollars selling drugs is going to say the secret to getting rich is selling drugs. The guy who used a tech company to get his wealth, the secret to getting rich is creating a tech company. Everyone shares their secrets. Everyone shares their answers. Everyone shares what works for them. And so what you want to do is just go out, test a whole bunch of shit, trial and error. Work out what works for you. Work out what system suits you. And again, real life example, I'm going through monk mode at the moment. I've pretty much pulled the pin on it because I've realized that it's not working for me, right? The monk mode that I started, once I was one or two weeks in, I realized that this is literally just replicating what I've been doing the last six months. Nothing's really changed. And the reason I wanted to do a monk mode was to change what I was doing. And so I've worked out that system doesn't work for me. So many people say that this is going to solve your problems. Here's the solution. Here's the answer. If it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. Give things a go, but make sure that you receive the feedback and make changes. Don't stick with shit if it's not working. Number 14, we're up to 14. You have to do the deep work on yourself, right? You've got to get to know yourself. It's really self-explanatory. It's really simple, but you can't avoid doing the deep work. Whether you want to call it healing or, you know, finding your peace or going within, whatever the fuck you want to label it as, you've got to do that deep work. You've got to work out what your deeper-rooted problems are, what your dark sides are. You've got to work through that pain, process all that shit. You've got to get to know yourself on a really deep level because that's how you're going to improve your life. That's how you're going to create a life that's well-suited to you and a life that you feel like you're in control of. Really, really simple. Number 15, the people you surround yourself with is massive for many reasons. Number one, they shape your belief systems, which... By extension, that then dictates what you think you're capable of. So if you spend time with people who they're not ambitious, they don't have big goals, they don't chase greatness, that's what you're going to see as normal. And then you're going to start setting your standards and setting your goals around those belief systems. Not only that, but this is arguably more important. People are either going to tell you what you want to hear or they're going to call you out on your shit and tell you what you need to hear. People often search for people who... Give them confirmation that what they're doing is okay. So, for example, a dude who cheats on his girlfriend is probably going to try and find other dudes who cheat on their girlfriends because they're going to say it's fine, you know, do what you want to do, blah, 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 right? It's a confirmation bias. We look for what we want to hear. And so, you want to try and find mates who are going to tell you what you need to hear because if you're not hearing what you need to hear, you're oblivious to a lot of your problems. Sometimes you're not oblivious. Sometimes you just need to hear them. Sometimes you need to be called out. But good mates are going to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. And that can change your life. Number 16, if something feels wrong, if something feels off, instead of thinking about what you can do to solve it quickly, think about what it's trying to tell you, right? What work needs to be done. I'm going to use an example for me. Being in Thailand on my own, it's lonely. You know, I'm missing people back home, blah, 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 blah. Now, I was actually having a conversation with a mate about this. I'm not going to drop any names, no name dropping out here, but we're talking about this, talking about loneliness and how 
being in a relationship obviously gets rid of that loneliness most of the time because you've got someone there, you know, you go to bed with, you talk to every day, you're not really lonely. And so we both find that when you're not around good people a lot of the time, so when you are isolated, you feel more lonely. And by extension, you feel more of a desire for a relationship. And so what you can often do in these cases, and I've seen a lot of people do this, is if you're feeling lonely, you might go out and seek a relationship that you often wouldn't seek if you weren't feeling lonely, and therefore you're seeking the wrong relationship. So that's a perfect example of, you know, something feels off and trying to fix it instantly. Whereas if you take a step back and you think, all right, I'm feeling lonely, what's this telling me? What do I need to do? Maybe I need to spend time on my own and really, really get to know the deeper parts of myself. That's fixing the problem at the core instead of just fucking whacking a bandaid on it and hoping for the best, okay? Number 17, talk about this all the time, but always chase a mission. You can give your life meaning through the darkest of times by having a mission. For me, you know, three months ago, that was having a marathon to work towards. I went through a breakup, had a marathon to work towards. It gave my life meaning. That mission was something that was awesome to accomplish. And that then unlocked future missions for me. That pushed me on to Thailand to do my tie, which is pushing me on to my next mission, which I will disclose at a later date. I'm not going to share what that is just yet, but it's pretty fucking cool. The moral of the story is always have a mission, always work towards something because it gives your life meaning. Number 18. This one is really powerful. More often than not, we only make radical changes when we hit rock bottom. But why do we wait? Right, genuinely sit and ask yourself this question. This is your homework. Once we finish up here, I want you to go out and write this out and do some journaling on it. If you have time, I'm sure you've got time. But genuinely ask yourself that question. Why am I waiting? What am I waiting for? Say hypothetically, you know, you got broken up with and you lost your rental and you lost all your money. You hit absolute rock bottom. Shit hit the fan. Shit couldn't get any worse. What would you do? What would you do in that situation? Would you take radical action to improve your life? Because 99% of the time, most of us would. Like, we all know what it's like going through a breakup. We hit the gym. We completely level the fuck up. And it's the biggest period of transformation for most guys. But why do we have to wait to hit rock bottom to make that change? Why are you not doing those things right now? Really try and reflect on that and work out why you're waiting. Number 19. This kind of ties in with one of the earlier points, but I'm going to stress it again. We are all unique humans, we're unique individuals, and therefore we all need unique solutions. We need unique answers. So trying to copy someone else's results or someone else's path to success or path out of pain, it's only going to lead you in the wrong direction because you're unique and you need unique solutions. So go out and find stuff on your own. Go out and navigate your own path because you need your own path. Number 20, avoid distractions at all costs. Imagine if you were given a receipt, right, which outlined all the time you've spent doing fuck all, scrolling on social media, sitting in bed, watching Netflix. Imagine if you were given a receipt that said, you have spent four years and three months and 23 hours doing nothing. What would you do with that extra time? Like if you reached the end of your life, you were given that receipt and you had an extra four and a half years of youth to live, what would you do with that time? Because if you can start to avoid distractions, you gain so much time back, you gain so much attention back, and you can go and do shit that actually inspires you, that you actually enjoy doing. So avoid distractions. 
And this is something that I've been really guilty of lately. That's why it's at the front of mind because I've been getting very distracted lately. So you really, really want to avoid it. I'm telling you. Number 21, decision-making is a very, very valuable skill to learn. And when I say skill, I mean effectiveness and efficiency. So if you can make fast decisions, you're wasting less time because there's less time between thought and decision and therefore you're taking action sooner, which means you're eliminating that anxiety of not knowing what to do. You're also developing trust with yourself because you're saying, yep, I'm going to do that and then you go and do it. So you start to back yourself in more and the more that you just start to force decisions, the better you become at decision making and the more you start to trust yourself. So really start to try and make fast decisions and just commit to things. Number 22, this ties into one of the earlier ones as well, but don't wait for things to change. Don't wait for things to just get better. You got to take action. You got to take action fast and you got to take action now. If you're unhappy in your relationship, if you're unhappy with your physique, if you're unhappy with your fitness, your diet, if you're unhappy with where you live, then take action, change it now. Like what are we waiting for? If you can go and take action now, that's going to open up a whole door to taking even more action. And there's this thing called the law of diminishing intent, which I talk about a lot, but it essentially suggests that the longer we put things off, the less likely we actually are to do them. And so if you're putting something off for weeks or months on end, or even years, you're probably never going to do it. Before I jump into number 23, which is very, very, very good one. It's a great lesson. I want to add to 22, 22.5. <laughs> Leave your hometown. It's one of the best things you can ever do. A lot of people have said this, but you're not going to find what you're looking for in your hometown. You're so close off to the rest of the world. You're sheltered. You're comfortable. I think that everyone needs to leave their hometown, whether it be moving to a new city, new state, new country, it's irrelevant. Leave your hometown because you're going to find a whole bunch of shit that you're not going to find when you do move. So I highly suggest that everyone does that at least once. Which brings me in to number 23. This one's a little bit sentimental. Nice and meaningful, nice and deep. But number 23, it's your life, but not your world. So what I mean by that is no one cares, okay? No one cares what you do. No one's worried about what you're doing or how you look or what you said. You have complete control. You have complete freedom. People don't understand this. You can go and do whatever the fuck you want. You can literally do anything you want, Make people think you're delusional. Chase your wildest dreams. Everyone has dreams. Find out what yours are and chase them. Because if you're sitting there and you think that just working a trade or working an office job and having a fun, you know, a fun time on the weekend and catching up with your mates and going on a holiday every 12 months is your dream life, think harder because people have dreams. Like think about when you were a kid, you had dreams. What were they, right? It's your life. No one gives a fuck. No one cares what you say or what you do. They might think they do, but they don't because everyone's obsessed with themselves and what they're doing. So realize you have complete control over what you do. You have complete freedom of choice. Go and do whatever the fuck you want. Make people think you're delusional. That's some of the best advice I've ever gotten is make people think you're delusional. If people think you're an idiot, if people think you're deluded, that is a great sign you're heading in the right direction because you're aiming high. You want to even question your own sanity. You want to sit there and say, why the fuck am I doing this? Have I lost the plot? Like that is a sign that you're striving for greatness. And I've been there. There's been times when I've thought to myself, what are you doing? Like what the fuck are you thinking? What is going through your head? But that's just the confirmation you need that you're heading in the right direction because 
you're doing what other people don't do, which means you're going to get results that other people don't get. And the average person has a very average life. And so if you want a life that's better than average, do things that other people aren't doing, which by extension means you're going to have to be seen as delusional by other people. All right, lads, that is it. That is my 23 and a half lessons because I did 22.5. So that's 23 and a half lessons in 23 years. I really hope you got some value out of them. Listen to that twice. Listen to it three times. I'm going to listen to it 10 times because those lessons are super fucking valuable and you can take a lot out of them that can make your life a lot easier. If someone told me this shit five years ago, be well ahead of where I'm at. But that being said, have a fantastic week. Gentlemen, if you have any questions, you know where to find me, Nick underscore Rybelt on Instagram, and I'll chat to you guys on the next one. Lads, thanks for listening to another episode of the Positive Masculinity Podcast. I have no doubt you got a lot of value out of this and you learned a lot. So make sure you do not forget to apply your learnings. Now, as I said earlier, I have just released a completely free, incredibly high value program that you can access by clicking the link in the show description. You're gonna get to know yourself on a deeper level. You're gonna build unbreakable discipline and you are going to create a future that excites you. So lads, click that link in the show description. Have an incredible day and make sure that you take action towards becoming the high value man that you want to be. 